Yo, 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 it's your girl, Natasha Monique, and welcome back to the Holly Melanated Podcast Show. Um, So, <clears throat> happy Thursday, beautiful people. Um, I'm like super excited because tomorrow my baby is turning one years old. And it's crazy because um, I text my um my cousin and my good girlfriend and I was like I need you guys to remind me to keep reminding my guests to use Bakari Ferrari's um geo filter on Snapchat and as I was like texting it to them it was just really funny because I'm like wow like I'm really the mother of a one-year-old and um it is just still like nostalgic it's still so surreal because um as you guys know from what I've shared, like, it's been rough for your girl. And so um, I always just felt like God was punishing me. Um, well, when I say God, I mean like a higher power um, was punishing me um, for just all of the the type of, I guess, because just the type of person that I was back then. And I just felt like, you know, he just didn't feel, he or she didn't feel like I was um, worthy of um having a child but um I had a little boy and um just even when I found out about him I I sat in the middle of um my bed and I just like cried and I kept looking at my grandmother's picture obituary and I just kept saying like I did it grandma I did it um I always felt like um especially after my grandmother passed away uh that I really didn't get an opportunity to just chat with my best friend um like really get deep with her she started to share things with me and um I I just I wish I was in a better mental space back then to um really talk to my grandmother. I feel like now um I would appreciate the conversations even more just knowing what I know now and just really taking this walk that I've been taking going through my mental um detox journey um so I just, you know, I just couldn't stop crying that day when I found out about Bakari. Like, I just really couldn't believe it. And I remember calling my mom and freaking out. And she was like, just touch the bottom of your stomach. And she was like, that's how I knew when I was pregnant with you and your brothers. I felt that little knot. And I and so when I felt that little knot, I was like, holy shit, it's happening. And um, I was really shocked. I really was. And um, um I... I guess now I could look at it and say I wasn't being punished. Um, it just wasn't my time yet. I wasn't ready. I was not ready to be a mother back then. And I'm so grateful that um, I didn't become a mom to any of the guys that I had dated in the past um, that I was more serious about because, um, yeah, I was serious, but I wasn't ready for that. And, and, and they weren't ready. Um, so... You know, I, I learned to look at it as a blessing, and um, I that uh, that's what I'm learning to just do all around because, you know, we take life for granted. Period. You know, every day you wake up, it's a blessing to open your eyes, and um, it, we worry about the things 
um, sometimes that we have absolutely no control over instead of basking in the things that we do, you know, the things that we worked hard for, you know, the, the fact that, you know, you are a parent when some people can't be and they want to be. And I know how that feels because I remember plenty of times being disappointed with Ayub, like, oh my gosh, you know, I, I'm sorry. Like, and I was apologizing to him, you know, but it was like, really it's, it's about you in that moment. You know, I felt like it was about me because I felt like I, you know, I deserved a child. I felt like because of what life did to me, although I felt like I didn't deserve it, I felt like I did deserve it. And I don't know if you guys understand that because it does sound like I'm contradicting myself, but like that's truly from the depths of my soul how I felt like I wanted somebody to love me unconditionally and your children will love you unconditionally because we love our parents unconditionally. I love my parents no matter what. And I'm still holding on um, to some things that I'm working through. But I still love my parents. And I wanted that unconditional love from someone because I didn't get it. I didn't get that. And so I just always wanted a baby. And I guess that's why I was really like um, my little brother and I, my last little brother uh, with my mom and my stepdad, we're like, we were really attached up until he was about 10 years old. We were like attached to the hip. Um, that was my baby. That's still my baby. But he's, you know, he's 14 now. He's six. He's damn near six one. He sound like a grown ass man. He, Jeremiah not beat for me, but um. <laughs> Um, that was my baby. Like that was my baby because the unconditional love I received from my baby brother was everything. I literally took him everywhere with me. I was a district, um, excuse me. I'm, sometimes I get excited and I talk fast, y'all. I was a district executive for the Boy Scouts of America, fresh out of college. And my baby brother was born when I was a sophomore in college. So Jeremiah had to be like three, three to four years old. And he hung out with me. I took him pretty much everywhere, like where he was at work. You know, my coworkers um, would just let him go sit at their desk. And I remember him making out a map. He dropped his tablet on the floor once when he was at my job. And he knew he was going to get in trouble by my stepdad. And I just remember him making a map to show me how it fell on the floor. Like, it just was like, it was so adorable. But um, that really was uh, my baby, my little brother, my older brother, who was a few years younger than me. He was my first baby, but we grew up together. Like Jeremiah was really like I had him at 19. Like that was my baby. And I just remember it's funny because I remember um, it was like a rumor circulating around in my community that I had him. Um, but my mom um, was acting like he was her child and I was 19. So it was just kind of like I'm not I'm not 12. If I even if he was, you know, if he was mom, not 12, so it would have been okay. <laughs> like, it wasn't that big of a deal. But y'all know when we live, um, it doesn't matter even where you live at, it, people are nosy, period. So, I couldn't even try to go down that route, but you know, people just be up in your stuff. But, um, anyway, just that unconditional love that you receive, um, from your child is everything, and I wanted that because I needed it, and um. Those months leading up to having Bakari were magical um, for me because I was like a beast in the gym. And I realized I was such a beast was because it was like I had a buddy. I had a workout partner, you know, like and it was just so funny when people because you couldn't tell from the back. I was really pregnant at first. 
when I started to like let people see, like you really couldn't tell at first, but it will when I turn around, you'd be like, God damn. But from the back, I really didn't like look pregnant because my back is naturally just wide anyway. So I already look like I'm finna tackle you, but um, <laughs> when I would turn around would be the big surprise. But I just was going, I was going hard in the motherfucking paint. You hear me? <laughs> I really was. When I was pregnant with him, he just was my motivation. Like, and um, I was thinking about that this morning, which really was really the reason why I'm doing this um, uh, podcast episode because I just felt so inspired by my little man. Um, but he just he made me feel like I could do any everything. He made me feel beautiful. Like that was like the first time I was comfortable about having a belly. <laughs> I was like, I didn't care about having no flat butt. I was just looking at everyone like, bam, look what I did. I mean, dad, I mean, dad helped, but you know, I'm just saying like, I didn't think I could have him. So he, he definitely made me feel beautiful. Um, and I will always appreciate my son for that because I always say that he, um, he made me feel human again. He, um, he definitely, um, opened up a door that I closed and it was filled with a whole bunch of shit <laughs> behind that door. Um, so I'm so grateful for my little Tinker Man. Even um, when I was going through postpartum, I remember he was a little baby. And I would, like, cry uncontrollably because I was dealing with that, you know, postpartum. And just life was just, like, it just felt like it was just standing on my back. And I remember I looked down at my baby, like, when I was crying. And he will just be looking at me smiling. And sometimes he would take his little hand and even touch my face. Like, it's okay, mommy. Like, I, I, I just, I feel like um, he is something magical. You know, um, I'm. I remember when people used to like say things like that about their kids, like, "Oh, my kid is this, my kid is that," and me not having a kid and being so emotionally detached um, from people and not realizing that I really was. Um, I would just be like in my mind, like, "Oh, please, your kid is a regular kid like everybody else," and I'm not lying. And I didn't say, well, like, malice or anything like that. It was just, like, I couldn't identify because that wasn't, you know, my reality. Like, I couldn't I couldn't feel what they were feeling about children because, I mean, I'll say this. I've worked with children for so long, so I love children. But that part, I couldn't understand. Like, I, I, that wasn't my reality. So I just, I, I wasn't connected to it, I will say. It was a big disconnect. Um, and uh, I don't want any of my friends listening to be like, oh, bitch, that's really how you feel? Like, no, no. I'm not saying it like that, y'all. I'm just saying, like sometimes when people would talk about their kids, like I just, I couldn't, I, I couldn't. I, let me just say that, <laughs> so it doesn't sound like I was being a terrible person. Please don't think that I, I, I'm not like that at all. Y'all know me for my friends that know me. Y'all know I'm not like that, but I just didn't feel that. I didn't, feel, I couldn't feel what you was feeling because it's your baby. Let me say that because I said all of that crazy shit just to say because it was your baby. It was your baby. But now I understand. I truly understand what parents mean um, when they say that. He's a magical little boy. He is. And even like trying to um, figure out a name. We originally thought it was going to be a girl. So we were going to go with Nzinga. And um, I remember having a conversation with Ayub about naming her um, Nzinga. I was like, well, that could be her middle name. And he was like, why? And I was like, well, because you want to name her something, you know, like... You know what if I was like, what if we do faith in Zynga, joy in Zynga? He was looking at me like, no, 
what's wrong with the name of her Nzinga, period. Like, and I was, I wasn't sold at first because my name is Natasha and I will always be like, huh, you can pronounce my name. It's Natasha and it's Russian. Like I was really proud to say that because I mean, that's how a lot of us was raised. You know, we were raised to think that our, our real names, it was not okay to have those names, having a European names, you know, that was like, that was like class. That was clout. And I was conditioned that way. And so was my mom, you know, um, my mom name is Deborah. So, you know, and my brother name is Paul and my other brother name is Jeremiah. Now those are biblical names, but it's still like I prided myself so snobbishly on the fact that none of us had these, you know, unique, beautiful names. Like I just didn't, I didn't really fully realize how much I wasn't embracing my culture like I thought I was like I really didn't I contra- I contradicted myself a lot and I really did not realize it um I really didn't um so we settled on um Queen Nzinga and um I started to do my research on Nzinga and um Nzinga was the truth Ruth okay she was a whole queen and she did not play with them Portuguese. She was like, y'all not finna come up in my shit and think y'all gonna do whatever y'all want. So I was like, let's rock out. I like that name. I like that name. And I remember saying it to my friends and I remember some of them like looking at me puzzled. And I even got into a whole argument with one of my good girlfriends about naming my daughter. Well, we thought she was a girl. Bukari was a girl. Naming, um, what? If it was a girl, <laughs> I got into a whole argument with her. I remember. And I'm like, heifer, like you have a unique name. Like, why would you, why would you just try to come and shut down my dreams? But in her defense, going back to what I originally said, when you don't have children, you are disconnected from some things. So in, in a sense, you are insensitive to a lot of things because it's not your reality. So, you know, um, we did have a little, we had a, we was going in and that office. Like people was walking by like, what the hell? Cause I was pregnant and I was a bitch and I was hormonal and I didn't fucking play that shit. You ain't about to talk about my baby name. But, um, even my family, like they, they play all day though. My family, they're not really serious people. Like I, I, I definitely want to have some that the ones that can get up here with sense, um, and just, you know, vibe out one day, have a little session where you guys, um, actually get to meet my unique family. Um, but um even my aunt when I was telling her and my mom the name one day, um they was like like Zinga cake <laughs> And I'm like, Okay, Auntie, yes, like a Zinga cake. And it's kinda like you have to respect your elders, but I just can't like what? Really? No, not like goddamn Zinga cake, like in Zinga, the queen. But in her defense, you know, just not knowing, you know, my aunt name is Linda. So it's, you know, it's, um, we all have names that are what we would say, um, are appealing to the Caucasian eye when they will look at our resume. So, you know, my family, all of us have, you know, names like that. So, you know, saying in Zynga to them, they was looking at me like I was crazy. And, you know, they was looking at Ayub like, oh, here you go, brother Sunflower. Now you got my niece. And my mom probably was thinking like, now you got my daughter. She already was Iron Woman, hear me roar. Now you trying to make a whole rebel. So <laughs> it's kind of like everybody like joked about the name, but deep down inside, they was like, why is she doing that? They, they were. So when we found out that, um, 
Nzinga was not an Nzinga. It was a boy. Um, we were still trying to figure out a name. And I can't, I'm not going to lie to y'all. I do not remember what other names Ayub and I discussed. But um, we were, uh, no, I, excuse me, was looking on, um, I was just looking online. And I happened to come across uh, Google's, uh, I think they do like 100 questions. Yeah, I had to be 100 questions. And they were interviewing Michael B. Jordan. And um, Michael B. Jordan, uh, they asked him what the B stand for. And he told them, Bakari, it's Swahili and it stands for Noble Promise. And I was like, what? I already love me some Michael B. Jordan. Not as much as I um, was in love with Tyrese. However, I do love Michael B. Jordan. And I especially loved him as Killmonger and um, Black Panther um, and Creed. Cause, bruh, but I'm just saying, let me bring it back. Bring it back so don't get sidetracked. Um that name just resonated with my whole being like it really did like Bakari like when you just say it it just sound like that's a that's a king right there so I was like yes you know and I did my research and I was a little sad to find out it was another young man named Bakari and he was killed he was like an aspiring uh clothing designer and he was killed he went overseas and um not over yeah well yeah he was overseas and he was like at a bar and he got killed black kid and I'm like I was I was reading it and I was just like I'm not surprised but um still I just I love that name it's just such a beautiful name and so I came home and I discussed it with dad and he was like yeah I'm I'm feeling that name I like Bakari and you know of course Ayub's gonna do his own research and um so you know we decided on Bakari and he um he decided to go with Justice as well and I was like what what do you hear that name Bakari Justice Hall you better come on through my son is a whole soldier already and don't even know it no I think he do know because he was here before I promise y'all my baby was here before his soul is uh <laughs> of this earth that has been here like three times because he is different but <laughs> his name just I was like I like that I like that Bakari Justice Hall. That's that's profound. Like you gotta think about this. When we're naming our kids, we have to get we have to really, really, really understand when we are naming them this name, like that is everything. That is that's the first thing. You cause people are gonna say, excuse me, what's your name? You know what I'm saying? So, you know, and, and and even teaching them their name, you know, you want them to be proud of their name. And I'm not, you know, saying, you know, if you name your child, whatever you want to name your child, that it's not nothing to be proud about. I'm just saying we have been conditioned. We have been brainwashed to name our kids European names, safe names. No name. Listen, because Natasha probably wouldn't have been my name if they ain't come over there touching stuff. You know what I'm saying? So take let's let's take our pride back you know what i'm saying like everybody likes to appropriate our culture it's it's cute like i ain't gonna even go on taylor swift because since you tried it you would never be queen b you would never and i'm not even a worshiper of beyonce not at all i love i've loved beyonce since i was a little girl since i think 97 hell yeah i was like who is that because that is me and that's what I loved about her because I felt empowered. I never wanted to be her, but I always felt empowered by her. And I feel like that's the thing with black women. Everybody want to be us, but they don't want to be us. You feel me? Like they don't want to be us. So Taylor, you really did try it. You did. That was on my spirit. I'm sorry. I'm going to bring it back to what I was saying. I'm sorry because I felt that it was a whole word in my heart to address that. But we need to take pride in who we are as people, as a culture, as a race. 
as a race because just think about it. Everybody want to be us. They want to be us. So why don't we want to be us? You know what I'm saying? Like, I really struggled with naming my child at first. And it took my partner, whom who he definitely has a lot of patience, you know, for me because, yeah, <laughs> I had a lot going on. But um, it really took my partner, a black man, who his name is Ayub. So come on now. <laughs> so he was even like, oh, hey, we got to we got to change the narrative. You know, we have to we have to speak life into our son, you know. So definitely um, with choosing his name, we wanted to make sure he understood and he's going to understand um, because we have to equip ourselves and we have to equip our children how to walk out in this world as a black man and as a black woman. Um, but I am definitely uh, <laughs> super, super, super proud to be this little boy's mother. And I'm so excited for everything that's ahead like I really am I, I, I'm scared my nerves is bad already and I know I'm gonna probably be that mom that hovers just a little bit I know I know y'all I can, I know some moms probably like eh. I know I know I know I know I know I know but that's just because so much stuff was done to me growing up and I just don't want nobody to do nothing to my baby so I'm gonna try not to smother him and plus trust me dad is there his father is the balance like his father really is the balance his father is amazing with him he really is and that is so important for black boys to have an, a relationship with their with their dads, with their grandfathers, with their uncles. That that village of strong men is needed. It really is. It is needed. It's needed. These boys need that because it's so easy to turn to the wrong things when there's nobody to show you what's right. So, you know, um, I'm so grateful that he has his dad and he, his family is full of men. My family is full of women. Um, it's 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 way more girls than boys. And I remember it's so funny when we was doing our gender reveal and my cousins and uncles just kept saying, you know, I really hope it's not another girl. I really hope it's not another girl. But then my mom and Ayub's mom wanted a girl. <laughs> but um, I always say that... Um, my maker knew that I needed to have a um, boy first, a boy first. And I used to say, you know, um, when people was asking me, what do you think you're going to have? And I'm like, a girl. And I'm like, but I'm scared to have a girl because I don't want to have to slam her. And like, I remember, like, I used to proudly say that. But the reality was I was afraid to have a little girl because I didn't want anything to happen to her that happened to me. You know, I didn't, you know, I, I didn't have that type of relationship with my mom to even, you know, be prepared for a daughter. So I was like, hell no. Like what I know is little boys. I have my two brothers. Well, I have more than two brothers, but my with my mom, I have two brothers and I knew how to take care of them, you know, and then even with my dad, I have one, two, two, three, wait, hold, hold on. Sorry, y'all. I have two. Two more brothers with my dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My dad has a lot of girls. So I have four brothers. And I was fortunate enough to um, have my half brother. But, you know, black folk, we don't say half brother. We got the same daddy, but that's my brother. Because I'm not going to half whoop nobody ass if they do something to him. So <laughs> that's my old brother. 
<laughs> but anyway, um, I did have the privilege of raising the my three brothers, um, being a part of raising them in that village. Um, especially though with my two brothers that we have the same mom, definitely with them. But um with my other little brother too, like those three, that's what I know. And so I couldn't um see myself I wanted a daughter so bad, but I I didn't want it. I didn't. I was relieved when it was blue. I was. I really was. Um we did a touchdown in tutus and uh I you I I uh I, I hyped it. I literally squatted down like a boy in a blue blue I had a long blue dress on. I squatted down like a boy and I hyped 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 and it was funny because my family was laughing because my aunt I could hear her in the background like she's such a boy but <laughs> I did and I hiked it to him and he spiked it and it was blue. So I was just thankful that it was um a boy because I I wasn't ready for a girl and um now the thing is everybody's asking me are you going to um are you gonna have a girl when your next baby coming i'm like god damn bakari just got here can my can my nether regions get right well i had a c-section but i'm just saying like can i can i just enjoy i i love to be pregnant i'm not gonna lie to you that is a that is a feeling oh my gosh i love it i loved everything about being pregnant but jesus I want to, I, I, listen, I got stuff to do. I got businesses to get started. You know, I'm trying to go far with my podcast. I'm trying to because my good girlfriend, Lovely, told me that she can listen to me all day long. And that's all I needed to hear was her say that to me. Thank you for that, sis. Thank you for speaking life into me because y'all done started something. <laughs> you done told me that, sis? What? I'm about to talk y'all ears off. But obviously with this beautiful personality that's all over the place, which off topic really quick, but on topic a little bit because I was just talking about it. Um, we're talking all day and being having this personality where you can listen to me all day long. I was listening to Richard Pryor last week with Ayub and um, well, we were watching it actually. And I have never laughed so hard in my life at an older comedian because, or, or just period, I'm not gonna even lie, just period. Because I used to see like Richard Pryor stuff like pop up on Netflix. I'm not, I'm not watching that shit because I felt like it was back in the 70s. And I mean, I might not be able to identify with the slang and the lingo, and but it was like, bitch, you're black, period. Like, it don't matter the stuff that he talking about, you can relate to. So when I watched it, I was like, oh my god. And like, you looked at me, he was like, he a one man show. I was like, yes, he is. So bringing it back to my points uh well my good girlfriend lovely told me that she could listen to me all day i was like and she always told me like you should go into comedy and you know she just started giving me all these different ideas you could do this you could try oh, 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 oh fam oh fam hold on so thank you very much but now you know i got anxiety real bad now now we gonna start slow we gonna stick with the podcast and you know do a few maybe a few skits in the future but you, come on slow and steady wins the race but we not we don't want to dive into it head first let me let me work let me work up to it but um i do i do appreciate her for saying that to me because richard Pryor, um seeing him live was probably not live nope that was a whole lie y'all know what i mean watching his live uh stand up when i watched it that um that definitely was what i needed to see to really push me to continue to want to 
do podcasts because some of my podcast episodes will be serious but in the midst of that seriousness I know I'm going to be silly because that's just naturally my personality and um the reason why I love um falling in love with um who Richard Pryor was because um if my memory serves me correctly like he kind of had a you know a little his childhood was a little different you know um and I think it's him and if and if I'm wrong that's that's my fault for not you know doing my research before I even touched on it but just um having a mom I think what, what he was the one who was born in the uh in the, in the brothel right I think it was him I think it was him. I know I probably shouldn't have did that on my podcast episode, but it's okay. It's all right. It's all right. I won't do it again. I'll do my research before. But it was it's kind of hard. It was kind of hard to do my research before this because I didn't know I was going to talk about him while I was talking about Bakari. But anyway, um, I just thought about um, what I know from his life um, and the fragments that I remember um, from it and saying that he took tragedy, he took trauma and he developed these characters and these personalities. And that's why he was able to get on that stage and you could listen to him all day long. And I even thought about that with Martin, you know, I don't really re recall his backstory, but I just remember, um, when they, when he was running down the, the highway bucky naked, but it's obviously because he was, he was overwhelmed, but just still, um, Taking these characters, you know, like Shanae and Jerome, people that we looked at like they were really people, but it was really fucking Martin. Do you know how talented you have to be to create characters that people forget that they're you? How 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 you can take your trauma and say not today, not today, and 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 capitalize off of it and make people laugh, you know. I'm learning how to um, look at the backstory of things. I definitely will look at, like, I think about, um, uh, even with movies, I pay attention to who, who was behind the scenes, is what I should have said. The behind the scenes of things, you know, you have to really think about that because that's where the story comes from. And I feel like the people who had some of the most craziest lives are the ones who made us laugh. Like, look at Robin Williams. I love Robin Williams. I loved Hook. I loved him and Hook. I just love him, period. Like, he was so funny. He was funny as hell in Happy Feet. Like, to do all of those different, you know, the characters with these penguins. Like, think, just think about it, you know? So, I am saying that to say, um, the things that I've been through, I am learning not to let them just wear me. I'm wearing it. Like, I'm wearing it. Like, no. And I'm going. I'm going to. I'm going to shed light on it, and 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 still show people that. Listen, you can still continue to live. Make fun of it if you have to, if that's what makes you happy. Because guess what? You're breaking that silence, and it's going to help somebody else break their silence. It's going to make them feel like okay, it's not just me. And naturally, we just dominate brown and black people. We just dominate. And everything that we do. And I mean brown. I mean my Latinos, Hispanics. Listen. Whomever. Brown and black. We dominate in everything that we do. There is excellence in everything that we do. We have been conditioned to think otherwise. But so many of us are starting to step out of that line. You know. Of being a sheep. And, 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 and really starting to see the world in color. And not black and white anymore. Seeing the world for what it really is. And we live in a world full of racist people. And, you know, with th this guy in office, you have so, and I respect D-Race so much, 
um, D Ray Davis said it. Like, I'm not, I'm not using his, I'm not saying his name on my platform. I'm not. And I respect that because I understand, you know what I'm saying? Um, and no free press. Okay. <laughs> I don't care who you are, but, um, that guy, it's just so much bad and it's going on in the world because of this, this person that's in office. He, he, he's making it okay for people to just outright be disrespectful and say how they truly, 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 truly feel. So in essence, what I'm trying to say is we have to protect ourselves and we have to protect one another and we have to protect our children. We have to, we really have to, like, I, um, I try to talk to Bakari as much as I can. And um, sometimes I'm watching things. And as long as it's not too graphic, um, like that's in the news, you know, I will, you know, watch it with Bakari. And he may, he may understand, he may not. But we are going to make our son aware because my mom didn't make me aware of a lot of stuff. My mom shielded me from a lot of things, which is why I didn't really know I was black, like black, black, like you black, black, sis. you're black, black. I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know. It took it took me a while to realize that. So, you know, I definitely want to make my baby aware. So he in, in making your children aware, then they're not easily influenced by others because they're like, oh, I already know that. So you, you, you nah, my mom and dad covered it. It's covered. You don't got to tell me that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I want my son to be like that little girl. Did you guys see the video that went viral when the girl was going back and forth with her teacher about black history? And you could tell that that teacher was getting so annoyed. And I felt that because... It, it, it actually made me cry because I was like, yo, I wanted to be that kid in the classroom. Instead, I was opposite. Like, I was ghetto. Like, I was so ghetto and so obnoxious. Like, but I was so intelligent. And I wanted to be that little girl in the classroom that checked the teacher on history. I wanted to be that girl. But, it, I mean, it's it, it's kind of hard, too, when, you, you know, you're not raised that way. But I really wish I could have been that girl who definitely was like checking shit like hope oh, that ain't true that ain't true because it's just funny like how we have these holidays off to celebrate these people and it's like why you kidding me we need we need way more holidays off that celebrate the black folk you feel me let me we need way more days let me get a huey p newton day okay let me get one of those days you feel me <laughs> I'm just saying, <laughs> but, um, let me get myself together and head on to work. Um, I, I definitely wanted to just holler at y'all and, um, yeah, people, it's time to get on the money. I, I just love seeing black, everything black and brown, everything. I love it. I don't care if you have a, if you, a small business. I, I love it. I love to see it. I, I do. I love to see it. And one thing I can say about Hispanic, Latinos, Latinas, I, I don't, if I'm saying it wrong, forgive me. I apologize. They work and they are starting these businesses and they're doing it in, in, in neighborhoods that they live in, you know, and, 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 and the area that I live in, there is a, it's a it's a huge Hispanic population, a huge Hispanic population, and everybody gets so mad and oh Spanish da, 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 they taking over. Are they really, or are you being lazy? Which one is it? Which one is it? Because I used to have that same mentality. Oh Spanish taking over. Are they really? Or are they getting off their behinds and going to find out how they can get a small business loan so they can start their business? That's why you see so many bodegas in our area. That's why you see so many liquor stores. They they understand they know what it is. That's why you see laundromats. They understand they know what it is. They know what it is. We're the ones. 
we are the ones. And yeah, I could. there's a thousand reasons why black this, black that. So what? Where there's a will, there's a way. And you can get it done. Because you talk shit, but you go right in that store and you get Poppy your money. And you know where that money is going? That money is going to help Poppy family. That's putting his kids through college. Why you can't do that? Why you can't do that? I really need y'all to listen on um, DJ Khaled's album. Um, and uh, it's Nas' album um, song, sorry, called Nas' album done. I really need you to listen to this song on DJ Khaled's album. And it's called Nas' album done. He says this. They're taking the money and they're putting their kids through college. And I'm not mad at that. Because we're giving them the money. The black dollar circulates for how long in our community? Six hours, if that. If that, buy your liquor store, buy your hair store. Chinese people got it. They caught it. Indian people caught it. They run so many liquor stores. Come on now, y'all. Y'all got to do better. Y'all have to do better. We can't keep blaming everybody but ourselves. Hold yourself accountable. Take your ass to that town hall meeting and see what's going on. Even in the schools, Hispanic people are there. They are there. I don't, I don't care what y'all saying right now, black folk. They be in there. And I'm not saying I don't see black people in there, but I see a tiny percentage of black people compared to so many Hispanic people that are there. And we could talk about the times that they do certain events, in or, uh, uh, certain events. But at the end of the day, I've seen some events that go on at five, six, seven o'clock because I run some of those events. Spanish people will show up. We got to show up. We got to show up. We are a village. Although we have been taught not to be a village. And um, Dave, I was listening to David Vanna the other day. And he was saying that, you know, white people condition us to not like each other, to kill each other. We hate, we, we are the only race that hate ourselves. The only race. Everybody else hate us and we hate us. Can you imagine how how fucked up that is? How fucked up that is? The world hates us and we hate ourselves. We gotta get right. We gotta get right. Whew. I don't know. I just felt that. Um, I'm gonna end on that note. <laughs> it's been real talking to y'all. And I will holler at y'all next time. It's your girl, Natasha Monique. And thank you for tuning in to the Holly Metal. <laughs> I left y'all that again. <laughs> I should have did red leather, yellow leather, red leather, yellow leather before I did this podcast. I need to start doing them. I need to start doing all of that before I um do my podcast episodes. But, um. Thank you guys for tuning in to the Holly Melanated Podcast Show. I'm your girl, Natasha Monique, and y'all be blessed. Peace.